Today is Tuesday, March 1st, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage. Even in just the past 24 hours, there have been a ton of developments in Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Russian troops still have not been able to take over the country or its capital, Kiev, despite massive bombing across major cities. As of this recording at 11 p.m. EST on Monday night, Russia had a 40-mile military convoy approaching Kiev. No, I don't really know what the modern obsession with convoys is, but literally just picture a line that stretches 40 miles with tanks, armored vehicles, and artillery trying to march in to take over the city. However, reports indicate that the morale of the Russian troops is not great. And Ukraine's defense minister has now offered Russian soldiers a choice. They can either die fighting this unjust war of Putin's, or they can get full amnesty and 5 million rubles of compensation, which is about $50,000, if they put down their guns and voluntarily surrender to prison. And then on the other side, you have the Russian military, which has promised 11,000 rubles to the families of fallen Russian soldiers, which equals out to about $95 after the devaluation of the ruble is factored in which honestly I doubt even covers a Ryanair flight from Kiev to Moscow. And yesterday, Ukrainian and Russian officials held talks near the Belarusian border, but they did not produce a ceasefire. At this point, much of the international community continues to turn against Russia, with the exception of Belarus, who announced that they are going to be the wormwood of the international community and that they will actually join Russia. So that was pretty much Russia's only diplomatic victory over the past few days, given that even Monaco and the famously neutral Switzerland have now agreed to join in sanctioning and freezing Russian assets. Now on the question of consequences for this invasion that may be coming to Putin, the chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court said on Monday that he plans to open an investigation as rapidly as possible into the possible war crimes and crimes against humanity in Ukraine. Ukraine also submitted its application for EU membership yesterday, and EU countries have agreed to take in Ukrainian refugees for the next three years without them having to apply for asylum. So far, over half a million people have fled Ukraine, and the UN says that it is preparing for up to 4 million refugees in the coming days and weeks. And I do actually have to flag one headline while we are on the topic of refugees. And that is the fact that there are reports that people of color who are trying to leave Ukraine and escape to Poland or Hungary, such as refugees from Syria, Nigeria, and India who were already living in Ukraine. And they were told that they were not allowed to leave before the white Ukrainians did. And they were held at the border. A policy which is definitely giving, let the lifeboats be seated according to class. And finally, yesterday on the diplomatic end, the U.S. expelled 12 Russian diplomats from New York, claiming that they were actually intelligence operatives who had spied on the United States. And you know, I only watched two seasons of The Americans, but I could have guessed that. They have until March 7 to leave, but honestly, I feel like they could pack faster than that. Now in terms of the Russian economy, many major Russian companies lost half of their value yesterday, with Russia deciding to keep its stock market closed today. Vladimir Putin also banned Russian residents from sending money to bank accounts abroad and blocked payments on external debt, which in the medium and long term could lead to a default on Russian debt and affect these entities' credit in the long term. But Putin doesn't care about that, obviously. Even the gas company Shell followed their competitor BP in exiting their financial commitments in Russian oil, and Disney announced that they are pausing film releases in Russia. So the children of Russia can now blame Putin for denying them democracy and the magic of Encanto. Russia is also kicked out of FIFA and many major international sports. And you know that when you are too corrupt for FIFA and the oil companies, that is when you know you're down bad. 
And it actually seems like the international alienation and financial spiral may be having an effect on how Russians are perceiving the conflict. Because not only have citizen protests continued at great risk to themselves, but three members of Russia's parliament have spoken out against the war. And I know this doesn't seem like a huge deal, but in a country where they can have you shot in the back of the head twice and call it suicide, it is actually fairly telling. Well, that is it for Russia and Ukraine today. But now we have a new SEC investigation into Elon Musk and his brother Kimball, into whether they violated insider trading regulations. Here's some context for those who haven't been following Elon's netherworld of a Twitter feed. On November 6th, he asked his Twitter followers whether he should sell his Tesla stock. However, a day before that, he had told his brother about his plans to pose this question on Twitter, which led his brother to sell 88,500 shares of Tesla. But I mean, if you knew your idiot brother was going to leave the fate of your company to millions of nameless eggs with handles like Putin's bitch 3314596797, I can sort of understand why he would want to get himself very far away from that. The U.S. Department of Education announced that it will cancel $415 million worth of student loans, which will impact nearly 16,000 students who borrowed to attend certain for-profit schools. They're doing this because an investigation showed that some of these schools, including DeVry University, persuaded students to take out loans based on false advertising. For example, DeVry told students that 90% of its graduates who seek employment were able to get jobs within six months of graduation, even though that number was actually closer to 58%. The Biden administration has so far forgiven about $2 billion in student loans, affecting about 100,000 students who were allegedly defrauded by their schools. Really, it's the least they could do. And finally, tonight is the State of the Union Address. Tune in for our first coherent one in four years. Or if you have better things to do, I will be back with updates tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you are enjoying this show, you can now rate it five stars on Spotify or leave me a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Any review you leave means so much to me and to the growth of the show. And if there's an episode that you particularly enjoy and it really makes you laugh, feel free to share it on your Instagram story, tag at Sammy, tag at the Betches and I will do my best to share them. And as always, if you want to learn more about any of these stories, links to source articles are in the show notes, or you can tune into the Betches Up podcast where we go more in depth on these topics daily. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. 